0: To Show Show you move. Move. Oh, no. you, Welcome to 20th Century Boy My name is Radio Mike, this is the inside of my mind Good morning, good afternoon, and if I don't see you, good evening um, Is that the quote from the Truman Show? I think it is but I'm not sure. There's a quote. There's a movie called The Truman Show, which I think I did briefly speak about on this podcast in the past, with Jim Carrey, and um, it's about it, it's it's about this guy who whose life is a TV show, but he doesn't know it, and he slowly starts figuring it figuring it out, and his catchphrase is something like "Good, good, good afternoon, good evening, and if I don't see you, good morning" or something like that. If you've seen The Truman Show, send an email in. To the show, RadioMikePod at gmail.com or any of the socials, Radio.Mike on Instagram, it's RadioMike on Twitter, because I can't remember the exact quote, but I would like to know. Anyway, that's all totally irrelevant to what this podcast is actually about. I hope you're well. I've been really well. I'm having just the time of my life. I'm just, I'm genuinely in, in a very happy and satisfied spot at the moment. And I'm very grateful for that as well which is good. Uh, last week's episode, last week's episode was a big episode where we tackled some serious topics um, about stuff in the news about the school, St. Kevin's College, which is the school that I attended during high school from grade five to grade to year 12 here in Melbourne. Uh, there was also a glitch in the episode when it, when it first got uploaded which I would like to apologize for, I think there was six minutes in a row where I was just saying, um, (laughs) I just wanted to put that out there. So it was literally just six minutes where it's like, I just wanted to put that out there. 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 I just wanted to put that out there nonstop yeah, I really should listen to these before I upload them. But it's just like, again, it just comes down to this time commitment thing. Sometimes it's like, I love to get, I want to get them all out at midnight every night. Only missed last year. I only missed a midnight deadline once, I think. Um, so sometimes it's like 1130. I sort of go through it and then I upload it. I sort of like, you know, skim through it. I'm like, yep, yep. Everything seems okay. Um, And then yeah, that happened. I didn't even know how it happened because I didn't like, it's not like I copy and pasted. I'm just thought I'd put that out there. I just thought I'd put that out there. I just thought I'd put that out there. It's not like I copied and pasted that a hundred times. Why would I? It must, I don't know. I use a dodgy version of the audio app I use to edit this podcast. Maybe it just glitched out and fucked up. My apologies, thanks to all the people who pointed it out. Sorry, if it spoiled your listening listening experience for the week. My apologies, that would be shit. Um I guess I guess if anything, we should start with um the overwhelming feedback we got, well I got, it's just me from this from last week's podcast, lots of people writing in with their own experiences, being at Catholic schools, on private schools and et cetera, et cetera. I will say that since last week's episode, there has been new reports about wrongdoings at the school, and I mean, that's lame, but whatever. Uh, Radio Danny, welcome to the radio family. The radio family is the cohort of listeners that listen to this podcast. Uh, Radio Danny says, pod was excellent this week. Congrats, you speak so eloquently, loving the stripped-back version. Thanks for touching on the topic of child safety. I've dedicated my life to protecting children. Always welcome those who put it on the agenda. Good on you, Radio Danny. Radio Lauren, welcome to the Radio family, says, Listening to your latest podcast app. this stuff is literally what I think about every day. I went to a Catholic private school too, especially thinking about how dumb having single-sex schools are, literally just teaching everyone that they're different. Our last principal was a little more progressive, but the school culture was very religious and being a non-religious bisexual girl was intense. Thanks for contributing, Radio Lauren. That's interesting. It's definitely a widespread issue in the education system. That's what I think. Uh, Radio Jaden wrote in, welcome to the radio family. I really love the podcast this year. The format change has been a fine change. Take it from me. You can fill your time with a lot of shit, but deep down, if you ain't happy... Doesn't mean much in the long term. Hear, hear, Radio Jaden. You got to do stuff that makes you happy. You can't keep justifying doing shit that makes you sad because you have to do it. Try and find stuff that makes you happy. That's what this podcast is all about, I guess. Radio Alec, welcome to the radio family. This one was very interesting and I'm glad you wrote in Radio Alec. He says, hey, Mike, I'm in year 12 at St. Kevin's currently and listening to the podcast about us and I agree with nearly everything you've said about the authority and the issue around masculinity. I think the issues around homophobia that you discuss are much less real now. That's great. I'm not ignorant, I'm not ignorant enough to say we're perfect, but I wanted to reassure you that we're definitely more united as a cohort by the sounds of it. That's also great. And then he says, when the new principal walked into the hall for the first time, he told the boys not to stand for him because that's like you know, part of this respect thing at the school that whenever a staff member uh, walks into the room, you stand up. To you stand up, and you only sit down when they sit down. Ugh. I mean, I get that there's a respect in standing up when someone when you're greeting someone, but just like for this guy, this new principal just come in and say, "Don't worry about standing for me." Fuck yeah, man. Break down those shitty traditions. Traditions are stupid. Traditions are stupid. We've always done it this way. That's why we do it. Traditions are dumb. Why Why do you just keep doing something the same way, even if it doesn't work anymore? Because we've always done it. That's fucking stupid. Radio Mitchell, I appreciate the podcast. I work night shifts, so it's nice to have people like you to listen to over an eight-hour shift that I spend mostly by myself. Thanks, man. Radio Christina with a K, one of the... Uh, most active listeners of the show, totally different experience with my private school. She said that she she actually didn't have such a bad experience at private school. That's fine. That's good. Good to have different opinions. She also commented on my opinions of live music that I had last week. She says, um, there's nothing like the atmosphere when you're in the middle of a stadium and everyone's wearing lights and it's all flashing and everyone's singing. There's honestly nothing I can compare it to. Live music, the atmosphere of live music is great. But my problem with it is all the standing around on your feet for fucking six hours. Radio Paulie, who went to my school, welcome to the radio family. How to listen to the podcast and your take on everything that's taken place the last few months. Just wanted to say there are a lot of things that resonate. Took courage for the boys to speak out on TV and it's same goes for you with the podcast. Despite everything, we're all in this together. Thank you everyone for reaching out. You can always reach out via any social medium or my email, or 1-800-GET-FUCKED, 1-800-438-353, which is the official phone number of this show that we, the radio family, all raised money to purchase. Aside from all that, and thanks again, aside from all that, my work's been very good. Just sort of working on the usual stuff, um, radio stuff, a few podcasts, uh, another session on Hamish and Andy this week. Uh, which was great. Two more really good episodes in the can. Loving working on that show, contributing ideas, putting stuff out there that gets to the show is great. I'm being featured on the show a fair bit, which is also awesome. Just gives me more experience behind a mic, which is sort of what this pod is about as well. Uh, I'll chuck in some audio of me. The, The first episode of the Hamish and Andy show for the year has launched... Uh, It launched today, the same. I'm sure you've probably listened to that first um, because why would you listen to this before Hamish and Andy? A much better and superior podcast that is creatively and professionally better. Uh, Here's a grab from me. This is a prank that I had to do on Andy's mum uh, about her being a really bad singer. I had to pretend that I thought she was a really good singer and I heard her singing at a funeral and uh, wanted her to join my choral group. Uh, here's a bit of that here. Hello. Hi, is that uh, Margaret Lee? Yes. Hi there, Margaret. My name's Darren. I, sorry sorry to bother you. I actually got your number through the Baldwin Cricket Club after a service you attended last week at the Wattle oh, Park yes, Chalet. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's great to speak to you. Was that the first time you have been to the Wattle Park Chalet? No, we've been before to another uh, funeral. Okay. well, I actually work there. And look, I know this is maybe a little bit weird, but one of the ladies that was at the service was actually sitting quite close to you. And look, Mm. I sort of look after a little choral group that we have going on at the chalet group, and she just said that you had um, the most incredible voice
1: um, no, I don't. I, uh, excuse me, I would have the worst voice. She, I was the only child who was told at primary school not to just sing in the choir and to just
0: mime. Really? Because, yeah, my, my colleague Jeanette said she heard you singing and she just thought you were incredible. And, yeah, she, I, I just wanted to get in touch with you to see if you wanted to have a little audition over the phone for our choral group over at the Charlotte. No,
1: no, no. Uh, no, I'm, um, thank you very much.
0: I, I, but, um, I, look, I I I have on good authority that you had an incredible oh, singing voice on the
1: day. This and is I just... a joke. <laughs> 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 you rotten <you, you> person! <laughs> another day, <laughs> yeah. another talent scout trying to get you in their choir, march. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, <laughs> I thought you were one of the worst I've ever heard the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and he was blown away Mark and he must have heard you sing a lot of times but he couldn't wait to tell me how almost at every turn you you a volume too early too off key no inaccurate lyric selection every category he was giving you an F in
0: definitely go and check out uh, that podcast because man oh man I'm, I'm not even just saying this I thought that the episodes we've recorded because we're always a little bit ahead um the episodes we've recorded so far have been honestly incredibly strong unbelievably strong funny um really like for the fans you know I I, I really think that this season of the Hamish and Andy podcast is going to be great so if you're a listener of that podcast as well as my podcast like I think you'll really like it so definitely get into that <clears throat> Uh, I also am working on a show that's like a development show for my company, which is called The Sunday Experiment, which uh, Luke and Lewis have done in the past. Uh, Zach and Josh, another good good group of mates of mine who are in the radio and podcast landscape, uh, have done that show. A lot of people have done that show. This uh, period of the show, because the hosts change, it's a development program for, for different uh, people in the media and, and people uh, who are trying to get... You know more experience on air. This show was with Adam and Simon, two very, very lovely dudes and very funny dudes and very friendly dudes from the TV show Gogglebox, which admittedly I have never watched. Um, Gogglebox is a show where ordinary people watch TV and comment on it. Um, they said it would never work, but here we are. It's in its seventh season. So Adam and Simon... Uh, we're on that show, and now they're doing a bit of radio, and they do a podcast. They're very good guys, um, and we did a few bits and pieces with them as well. I'll also th- I'll, I'll throw some audio in from their show.
1: All right, welcome back. You with Adam and Simon and Simon. We've talked about this before. Yes, our yep. girlfriends are having an issue with our breathing. Well, yeah, not yeah. our breathing through our mouths. No, our breathing. Oh, actually, no. Gab doesn't like that I breathe through my mouth, but I breathe through my mouth because. I think I've got a nose obstruction, a nasal obstruction. And my partner, Rachel, reckons that my nose hairs are impeding the airflow yeah. through my nose as well. I'll tell you what does happen. So I'm 33 now. Yeah. Nose hairs are very long at 33. Yeah. It's something I've... to look forward to, you, radio show. <laughs> so the way I've gone about it at the moment for me, this yeah. is my current plan, yep. is that I use my beard trimmer. And then I just wiggle my nose and yeah. just get the end ones that are coming out. I've tried to put nail scissors up there. Doesn't work? No, oh. scissors do not work. Yeah, you have, they have to do the, cut yeah. the hairs individually. But my, no, the sh- it doesn't work for me. It's not a crisp enough shave. Show what do you do to manage your nose hairs?
0: I have a like a, an electric shaver that has a lot of different appendages, including ah, an appendage that is for right. your nose hairs.
1: Is it really?
0: It is really, really efficient. I find it gets the nose hairs out really, really quickly. And are it's you, just, you trying know, to sell us one on here no, no, no. Do you work for sha- Do you uh, work for Shaver Shop? I'm just saying, once every month, yep. I'll just get all the hair out of my nose very easily. Uh, yeah,
1: once a month, because I, I feel like mine are growing at a faster rate yeah, than that at the moment. We got old. We got old man nose hair. Having a really
0: good time working with them. Great guys. Great ideas. uh Working with a great friend of mine from work, Bron, who's a producer, and she's really, really good. And I, we work really well together. So it's just a great environment. It's a great environment when you as a, as a, you know, producing team and the talent are all just on a really similar page and you're all just trying to smash through a great show and do the best you can and like, yeah, just try and make good things happen on radio. So I've loved that. Really, really enjoyed working with those guys. On top of that, I did a show yesterday called The Rush Hour on Triple M, which I panelled with Billy Brownless, uh, uh, who's an old footy player, and James Brayshaw usually, but it was um, Joey Montagna. He's filling in at the moment. Um, As I've said on the show before, I'm not a big footy guy. I'm not a big sports guy, and that shows very much AFL uh, footy focused uh, which is fine I was just panelling it I didn't really have much input um, but at the same time at work at the radio station we've put in all these new panels so obviously as a panel operator you're panelling the show which is you know everything from turning on the mics to playing sound effects to recording things doing the phones to you know all those different features of that happen on air you're in charge of and I we've just put in new panels that are much more sophisticated than the old shitty ones we've been using. However, I've never panelled a show with them. This was the first show I've ever panelled with them and let's just say it didn't go that well. But you know, I'm learning all the time to get better at making mistakes. And when I say get better at making mistakes, I mean if I make a mistake, I don't beat myself up and scrutinize over it for a week now. I just kind of accept that it happened and move, move on and try to learn from it and learn everything, learn something from every mistake, but don't stop making mistakes because then you'll never learn. Um, And finally, uh, shot this morning, a little bit more of my new comedy series with my mate Angus, which I'm going to have a crack at editing a bit more of. Uh, I think there's going to be five episodes of it at first, which we're going to finish them all before releasing, but hopefully I can try and give you some more information and a trailer or something soon, because I'm really excited about it and I can't wait for people to hear about it. Uh, Trying to get back in the studio with Jack uh, to nut out this new song that I've written that we really like. And we just want to sort of turn it. We, we, you know, we want to get the band up and running, but Jack in particular has been so busy with his radio show and have worked on this other little thing with Hamish that, we're not sure what we want to do with it or how we want to release it, but it's something that we've been working on that I'm also really excited for people to see if it eventually gets out there. Heaps of stuff happening. I saw this great quote um, on, in, on Reddit the other day that really resonated with me and I wanted to share it because a lot of this podcast is about um, self-reflection, mental health, and looking at yourself and, and trying to better yourself as well as just about my life, I suppose, um and i and i read this thing and it says you're not stuck you're just committed to certain patterns of behavior because they've helped you in the in the past now those behaviors have become more harmful than helpful the reason why you can't move forward is because you keep applying an old formula to a new level in your life change the formula to get a different result and in the first episode of the year i was you know talking about how I was just having this absolute lapse in interest in doing content and doing anything. And, you know, I was getting stuck in old habits and stuff. And I think, again, I'm always trying to look at my habits. Remember, change nothing and nothing changes. I think that's a very important lesson for everyone to learn. I wanted to talk a little bit today about um, this thing that happened uh, over the weekend. I went down to St. Kilda to see the penguins. Everybody loves penguins. Penguins are this thing now. Um, Didn't realize there were penguins in St. Kilda, a sunny beachside suburb of Melbourne, Australia, that is nowhere near Antarctica. Genuinely thought that penguins were only in Antarctica. Apparently, there's some penguins hanging out in St. Kilda. Thought they needed cold climates. Apparently not. So I went down with um, someone else and we got dinner in St. Kilda and we walked on along the pier to see these penguins. And for whatever reason, I thought there was going to be like a 100 penguins just swimming around, doing backflips, clapping, like dancing like in happy feet and just like sliding down rocks and shit like that. Saw one penguin that night a very small penguin that didn't particularly look like how you think penguins look like. They're like these small fairy penguins um, that just sort of sit and stare at you on the rocks. One penguin thought there were going to be hundreds. There wasn't, but it was a really nice night. Loved seeing those penguins. I just thought that the penguins, I just really thought that it was going to be like this extravagant like penguin party and there was just going to be penguins everywhere and everywhere you looked there's just a penguin and no matter like there's just and they're just doing yeah doing tricks doing I don't know why I thought this I don't know why in my mind the penguins were going to be doing that and I felt quite stupid when there was just this one penguin it was weird but it was yeah, it was a really really nice night. So my PayPal account got hacked, which was a big scare this week. I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I was basically driving home from somewhere and I just got all these these receipts from PayPal. $99, $99, $24. That was actually all. But overall that's $225 that was taken from me out of my account. I was really scared. I'm like, shit, someone's got access to my account. I was literally being hacked and my money was being stolen. I got I I went into PayPal on my desktop computer and just looked at the full receipts for everything and they were being spent on the PlayStation store. So someone was stealing my money off my PayPal and spending it on my PlayStation on on PlayStation. And I was really confused. And then it turned out they had actually hacked my PlayStation account, not my PayPal, but my PayPal was linked to my PlayStation account. So they were spending all my money on my PlayStation account. And they had... And what happened was they changed my username. Sorry, no. they, They hacked my PlayStation, like, PSN username. And then they changed the email associated with it so it wasn't my email so I could no longer access the account and they were just spending my money they bought God of War $99 didn't want it wouldn't play it Monster Hunter $99 didn't want it wouldn't play it Mortal Kombat 11 $24 apparently didn't want it wouldn't play it They've bought it for themselves and downloaded onto their fucking PlayStation with my money. Then I freaked out and I rang PlayStation. I was like, hey, I think my account's been hacked. I think someone's stealing all my money. And they were really helpful and they were just like, oh, we'll refund you all the money. Thank God. Then I got a random PayPal uh, receipt from some random Chinese company for $24.99. And I was like, oh my God, like the receipt, I didn't even know what it was for because the receipt was all in like Chinese letters. So now I had to change my password to literally everything I had. Granted, I use the same password for everything, but not anymore. Not anymore. Now I've got a unique password for everything I've got. So I can't be hacked. Someone can't spend 225 of my dollars on PlayStation 4 games. It was really scary. Does anyone have experience with like being scammed or being being hacked? And what happened? Send them in. I want to hear them. Because I, f- I literally could not think about anything else. And I think that's sort of how my brain sets up. Like if there's a problem, my brain cannot not think about it. I have to be thinking about how I'm going to solve it. And it happened at like 11pm at night. So all the like customer service lines were closed. Like I couldn't call anyone. I couldn't speak to anyone directly about anything. So I just had to sit there and wait. I couldn't sleep. And then I got up at like 8am the next morning when when the lines opened and I just called them. And this lovely guy helped me out, which I was so relieved about because I just, I don't know. If you're going to steal $225 from me, at least don't fucking spend it on video games. Spend it on food for your family. I assume it was just some kid who's good at hacking. I realized it was because they sent like a phishing email, phishing with a PH. I got fished, which is when they like send you a convincing email that looks like it's from a company. Then you click the link and it asks you to put your username and password in and you do it. And it's actually all a fake. Everything about it is fake. And you get redirected to like a not no page not found and then the, 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 your details get sent to them and that's how this person hacked my PlayStation. Oh my God, I was so scared. I panicked. I was like, oh my God, what else does 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 has that password, an email that they can access? Thankfully, it seems like it's all under control now, which is good, but I freaked the fuck out. I went out to an arcade the other night, one of those like, old school arcades that like you pull the tickets out of the machine. But the thing about arcades now is like they've become so high tech that they don't actually have tickets anymore. You like have to just, you have a, you basically have a card, like a, like a credit card that your tickets get loaded onto. And man, oh man, can I just say that not having the tickets and man, oh man, can I just say that not having the tickets to like pull out and fold over after you win a game, it's awful. You don't get the same adrenaline or dopamine rush. It totally, totally changes the experience of the arcade. And this is like one of those old school arcades where all the games are like whack-a-mole and like, you, you know, basketball hoops and stuff like that. But then they've got all these high-tech games there. It's at Crown Casino in Melbourne. They've got like massive Pac-Man. They've got Space Invaders where you're using actual guns to shoot the aliens. All those kinds of things. And I just remember being a kid and loving them so much. But they weren't, they were nowhere near as high-tech as they are now. But yeah, really missed the tickets really miss the tickets, printing out, getting like 50 tickets and carrying them all around, that was awesome. I assume it's much cheaper for them to not have to print the tickets. I assume that having the cards is a much cheaper alternative than having to waste all that cardboard or paper that they would use for the tickets. However, what I'm very interested in knowing about modern arcades is what is the exchange rate of one ticket to one Australian dollar, and the reason I ask is because I do think that arcades are one of the biggest scams of all time. Like at the end of the session, we had nine hundred tickets, and I was like, "Whoa, nine hundred tickets! We're going to be in for a pretty good prize with that much." You know what we were? You know what the the choices were? One of those t- fucking tubs of slime. We could have got some slime, and we. Could have got some slime. One of those plastic hands that swings around. Um, all kinds of candy, like minties and like red skins and stuff like that. None of the good stuff. Can't get any of the good stuff with 900 tickets. All of the good stuff is a thousand tickets or more or more. I mean, most of the good stuff's like 5,000 tickets. And I looked at like, they had like one of those those pop vinyl figures and they were like I think five thousand tickets each, and then I thought, well, we spent fifty dollars on games and got nine hundred tickets. So if it's just even if you're generous and round that up to a thousand tickets. So basically, the, you're paying a thousand dollars for fifty. You're paying fifty dollars for a thousand tickets, and pop vinyls are five thousand tickets. So 50 times five, that means you're essentially you're exchanging $250 for a pop vinyl that probably retails for $18.99. And that's why arcades are an enormous scam and you should never go to them. They are fun. I'll admit it. The games are fun. That's how they get you. But the rewards you get are simply not worth it. Slime and a few Mentos. Fucking hell. I did have a good time though. It was really fun. A lot of the games were awesome. Where are good arcades in Melbourne? This one was at Crown. It used to be Galactic Circus, but now it's like Time Zone or something like that. I don't know. I've been going through this thing recently that's really worrying me and I don't know what it is, but I feel as though as a society, we've reached this point where where I believe there is too much content out there. There is too much content to consume. In fact, the very fact that you're listening to this podcast is actually such an honor to me because there are literally so many other things you could be watching, listening to, uh, playing or experiencing. And you've chosen this podcast. I genuinely appreciate that. But I'm just like thinking, oh, you know, driving to work, I'll put a podcast on looking through all my podcasts and for whatever reason, I'm just like, wow, none of these are interesting to me right now. And usually they'd be so interesting to me. Usually all my podcasts I love. At the moment, I'm just going through this thing where I'm like, I just feel like I'm so oversaturated in content. I don't want to engage in anything. There's almost too much choice that I don't want to commit to anything. Like looking through my podcasts, don't want to listen to any of this. Then I go on Spotify and like think, oh, maybe I should just listen to something. None of the music on my Spotify is appealing to me at the moment. It's really weird. I go onto Netflix at the end of the day. I spend 45 minutes scrolling through Netflix trying to find something to watch and I just can't decide what to watch. I get onto my YouTube, check my subscriptions, nothing's standing out. We've gotten to this point where there are actually so many options and it is so difficult to choose that you would rather just end up doing nothing and that sucks. I have found it incredibly hard to deal with. Does anyone else get this? I'm sure it'll pass. I've had moments like this before. I'm sure it'll pass. I just need something to get me sucked back into it, but I don't know what it is. And honestly, it's making me feel really sad recently. and I'm wondering if anyone has like solutions for this because... I guess like I, like in the podcast space, my general go-to podcast for when I just want to like mellow out is actually just like the Luke and Lewis podcast because it generally, that podcast for me specifically just feels like I'm catching up with those guys because the, the way that podcast is, is just like hanging out with those guys. So I put that on, but like anything that's like, I don't know, like anything that's like informative or like podcast series, like crime, true crime investigations. There's a few out there that are supposed to be really good. But I just like, I just look at them and I'm like, oh man, I just, I don't even want to, it's the same with TV series. I'm like, I don't even want to start this because I know I might not finish it. And then I don't want to feel like I haven't completed it. And I don't know anyone who has just a really good, like an incredible true crime podcast. Let me know. And keen to watch any series on Netflix that you can guarantee or like. People who listen to this know the kind of stuff I like. If you think there is a show that I will undoubtedly like, please recommend it so I can give it a shot. I'd really appreciate that. The one podcast that I've been obsessed with, like kind of on and off for about a year now, is this podcast called Extraterrestrial. And it's just like a podcast about like alien encounters where they basically it's in two parts they'll tell the story of an alien encounter um and then they'll sort of analyze it and try to like explain it through science and explain how it happened or what it really was and just sort of uncovering the truth behind famous and not so famous alien encounters and I don't know what it is about this podcast but it freaks me the fuck out I get so scared listening to it. Like I usually listen to it in bed and it, they go for like 45 minutes. So I'm like, oh, I'll just listen to one episode of Extraterrestrial and just sort of hear it out. And I get really, really scared. The most recent one I listened to was about this, because there's all the, the standard ones, like there's Roswell and like, you know, all these sort of American ones you hear about. But then there was this one that happened in like, I think it was like the 1800s in Japan, and there were like some uh, fishermen who were like fishing. Well, I guess that's what fishermen do—fish. But they were, yeah, fishermen were fishing, and they came across this boat kind of thing, like something that looked like a boat, like a small boat, and they sort of pulled it to shore, and it was—it had a massive like under section and a glass. A glass sort of covering over it and they looked through and they saw something moving and they were like, oh, what the fuck is in there? And there was like a suitcase in there with clothing but it all looked weird and not from this world. And then out came like this female-looking alien-looking thing with red skin and I think like antenna on its head and they were really like freaked out and they were like what like who, what is this where has this come from what do we do and they take her back to the village to talk to like the village elders and the elders tell the like they all decide as a society I'll oh, let we need to just put her back on the boat and send her back out to sea it's not our responsibility and there's never an explanation for like who it was or what they were doing and it's just like like it's a in inverted commas it's a true story like something happened that they couldn't explain but it was just yeah it's really weird and there was this one about the this um I think it was called the Mothman about this moth shaped human like sorry this human shaped moth insect looking thing that was like seen and cited multiple times by multiple people in this small town in America and they all assumed it was an alien or something like that and I can't even remember what the explanation like they they're just speculative explanations and just like people who are adamant there's stories about people who are just adamant and have no question in their mind that yeah like I interacted with an alien species or there was one woman who fell in love with this alien from another like another planet who was visiting the who said he was visiting the planet to like um study the human race and the FBI and the president went to speak to this alien and then the alien they wanted to do experiments on him but he wanted to he didn't obviously didn't want that and he wanted to just be with this woman, this human woman and I think it ends with like the woman him telling the woman to, like, climb a mountain. I don't know, like, they're all just these scary, uncanny stories where people, like, corroborate that they've seen these things and it creeps me out. It's a very good listen. I highly recommend you check out some of the episodes because it's just these stories are, like, spine-chilling about people who genuinely believe that they've had alien encounters. And I always think about, well, I don't always think about it, but I think, like, everyone always says like what are the chances that we are the only planet in the universe this broad wide universe that has life on it like i'm a firm you know sort of anti not anti religion but just like i don't believe i'm i'm obviously not a creationist i'm a man of science uh but like you know i believe that there are that we are a freak accident of chance and you know eons of evolution but I don't think we're the only freak accident and I do believe that there is so much unexplored about our universe and the universe is so broad and wide that it is almost impossible that we are the only life forms on earth well we are the okay that we are the only life forms in the universe and it makes me feel so weird because like just think for a moment how insignificant everything will almost instantly become if we discover another, like, living species, uh, an established and, like, advanced living species on another distant planet. Don't you think suddenly all the achievements and all of the, I don't know, like literally everything humans have done will suddenly just not matter as much because like everything else that they've done will be more interesting to us. And then you just think, I don't know, I just think, what if aliens just came to Earth and were like, sorry, we've run out of room on our planet. We need to like, we're going to enslave you and take all this land and I don't know, just be so fucked. Like sometimes I think about it, I actually think about it in relation to, like, Indigenous Australians because that's, like, almost essentially what happened to Indigenous Australians. These other people from another land came to their land, pretty much, like, just said, you guys, this is our land now. You can live here. Like, we're going to fuck you around so much. Uh, But, yeah. And I always think about it like that when I think of, like, Indigenous Australian issues. Like, how would I feel if someone came to Australia now from another planet and was just like, hey, sorry, this is our land now. We need it. We're going to use it for our purposes. We know you've been here your whole life and for generations before. But, uh, yeah, we need your land now, unfortunately, so we're going to just take that. You're welcome to stick around, but you're going to be fucked over and we're going to, you know, we're going to do horrible things to you and your fellow fellow people. uh, And that's just what's going to happen. I don't know. All of that freaks me out. Aliens freak me out, but you know, they've got to be out there. And I don't know. I just, uh, this is not what I didn't even expect to talk about this on the podcast. Has anyone had an alien encounter? Does anyone who listens to this podcast genuinely believe they've seen, like what's the, how about, no, maybe not as specific. What is the most supernatural or weird or just paranormal thing that you, that you have experienced? Have you ever had something happen that you just literally could not explain? Send a voicemail to 1-800-GET-FUCKED. I'll play them next week. I really want to know. Anything at all that springs to mind that you're just like, I just don't understand how this this happened or I saw something that to this day I can't explain because that's kind of what this extraterrestrial podcast is about. It's just people going, this happened. Like, this is my memory of what happened. I can't explain it. Maybe there is a, li- a logical explanation, but I can't explain it. But man, this podcast is good. Check it out. Bit of a deep philosophical uh, exploration of the meaning of the universe. Because if there are aliens, then every single thing that humans have done, yeah, suddenly just becomes un- almost like almost redundant. Because then we totally have to reframe everything we've ever done and reframe it in the sense of now there are other living species and we need to like know about them and protect ourselves from them potentially. And yeah, it's super weird. What are your thoughts? Do people believe in aliens? Do people listening to this podcast believe there are aliens? Very interested to know people's thoughts. Hey, last week on the show, I told this story about a spider in my room. And I asked you guys to send in spider stories in a new segment that's called this. Spider stories from the radio family. It is spider stories from the radio family. And last year we did bird stories where we got a bunch of really funny stories about birds, including one from Radio Danny, in which she accidentally or her mum accidentally vacuumed up one of her pet birds which was fucking hysterical uh two spider stories in uh this week and send them in at any point to any of the socials uh the first one comes in from the first one comes in from radio Huzza. welcome to the radio family radio Huzza. from 1800 get fucked it's a voicemail here's his spider story
1: hey mike it's it's Huzza here you asked for some um, spider stories and uh on my drive home i thought of a really good one that reminded it, it reminded me of it a long, long time ago, not in a galaxy far, far away, but we'll, we'll get there, I was on a drive with my parents and I was sitting in the back of a car, sitting in the back of the car. Mum was driving and dad was in the passenger seat and what happened was a spider, big ass huntsman, decided that it would take, take the opportunity to run from one vent over the passenger side of the car all the way over the dashboard and run into the other vent on the other side of the car holy shit, I've never seen a car stop so quickly in all my life. And uh, this car, st- car stopped and mum was out of the car within 30 seconds and dad was pissing himself laughing. Anyway, hope that satisfies your spider stories. And uh, yeah, get fucked.
0: Yeah, great, great spider story there, Radio Huzzah. And like, I feel like car-related spider stories are more common than most people think. Like, I feel like vents in a car are like premium spots for spiders to hang out um and the other thing I wanted to comment on that is it seems as though and please don't think this is an issue but it seems as though like there's this unspoken thing where signing off on a call on 1800 get fucked you tell is it you say get fucked at the end um which I assume is just a nod to the actual uh, phone number, which is great. And I'm happy for uh, Get Fucked to be the official sign-off of any voicemail left on 1-800-GET-FUCKED. Just leave a voicemail, whatever it is, and just be like, thanks, Mike, Get Fucked. Really enjoying that. Keep that up. Great one from Huzza. Thank you very much. The next one comes in from Radio Melissa. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Melissa. Uh, she sent in a, a, a spider story. She says, Hey Mike, I heard you wanted some spider stories. Well, have I got two for you. Back in the day, I was working an eight hour shift as a bartender in an RSL club. During my shift, I went to go pee as one does when I was doing my business. Well, during, during the shift, I went to go pee as one does. And when I was doing my business, I noticed in the corner of my eye, a brown blur in the middle of my underwear crotch. <laughs> I was taken aback because what on earth would be there? Well, uh, well, brown blur in the middle of the underwear crotch. Might have had an accident. Could have been something like that, Melissa. Uh, on closer inspection, I found out it was a huntsman sitting very comfortably on my underwear crotch. Fucking hell, that's hor, That's horrific. I would burn those underwear and burn the toilet. Never go back in there. I freaked out, panicked, grabbed it and threw it and proceeded to stomp on it like no tomorrow. Jesus Christ, he's just like, bang, 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 stomping on the spider. At least I, I vacuumed mine up, killed it humanely. When I came back, my coworker asked if I was okay and had something happen because I looked very scared and upset. I didn't have the heart to tell him what has happened as it was so traumatizing. This is also not the first time something like this has happened as my washing line is above bushes. Thanks mum for planting them. Once another time I unrolled a pair of socks, felt a huntsman. I freaked out and proceeded to throw another huntsman across the room, absolutely scared out of my mind as I had only just woken up. Hope you enjoy. Cheers from Mel. The first one was better Mel, but they were both very good. That first one is horrifying because how long was the huntsman in your underwear? Like I know that's an uncomfortable thought, and I hate to say this, but was the Huntsman in your underwear before you pulled your pants down to go pee? I know that's a really hard thing to think about, but it's is it a possibility? Was it in your clothing the whole day just crawling around and you didn't notice it until you saw it? Because that gives me the heebie jeebies. I've heaped and I've jeeped. I have the heebie jeebies. That is crazy. That is insane. Next week on either Tuesday or Thursday, I will be filling in for Luke Kijel on the Luke and Lewis show because he's away. So it'll be me and Lewis doing an episode of their show, which I'm excited about. That should be really fun. I hope you guys can tune in. Uh, Those guys are doing really well and I'm excited for them. I also have a potential other project going with, um, some other people I know doing po- I've got a lot of stuff that is that I'm teasing ahead to, I feel. Um and I can't wait for just stuff to be out there. I really am trying to growing. I put up um some more YouTube stuff over this week and I'm gonna put up another episode. Uh oh, not a not an episode, just another video by the end of the week. Uh which is yeah, just just some more fun uh gaming stuff. Oh, I yeah, I put up a video about the new Pokemon movie, which was a 3D remake of the first original Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. I talk all about that and like existentialism in the character of Mewtwo, which I have touched upon on this podcast in the past. Uh, and that movie is great, and you should definitely go watch it. The animation is incredible, but you can check my full review on my YouTube channel. Just type in Radio Mike, and I'm sure I'll come up at some point. Uh, there's a bunch of content on there that I'm going to be servicing throughout the year. Um, Keep an eye out for all of that. Hamish and Andy podcast is back. Check out Willosophy podcast. Uh, I'll be on the Adam and Simon show, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday after that on the Hit Network across the nation from 9pm till 11pm. And, yeah, heaps of bits and pieces. I'm really glad you guys are sticking with the podcast and seem to be really enjoying it, and I really appreciate that. Uh, So thank you very much for being here this week. My name has been Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind uh, and, and by extension, it has become the inside of your mind, theoretically, because it's come out of my mind, through my mouth, into your ears and into your mind. So it's the inside of my mind, but in the weirdest way, it's also the inside of your mind. Enjoy that thought. Linger on it. I'll catch you next week. This is the inside of my mind, and yours, sort of, if you think about it. Bye.